Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the Fusick podcast for everyone who said I couldn't. I am your co-host, Craig Miller, always accompanied by the one and only Mr. TJ McGinnis. What's going on, TJ? Hey, Craig. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. What's uh, What's new in the Chicago area? Oh, it's just starting to cool off. You can feel the the brisk air entering into the into the climate, man. It's uh, you can tell it's coming, but it's uh, it's good. It's a beautiful time of year. Uh, no humidity, and and it's it's great. Um, great things going on up here for sure. Great things going on in all four territories. So, um, loving life. Awesome, awesome. Are you, are you uh, looking forward to a little bit of cool cool air? Or? No, <laughs> not even close. Nope. Sorry. Not, but it's all good. Life could be a lot worse. How how are you doing? How's the sunshine state? Is it finally sunshining? Yeah, it's it's sunshine. All right, I am. Uh, I feel horrible for the North Carolina folks. Yeah. If you have any North Carolina uh, listeners, our our uh, thoughts and prayers are going out to you. Absolutely. Especially in the in the flooding areas. I don't know if you've seen any of those pictures or videos, but it's pretty bad over there in like Fayetteville and Cape Fear and all the river in that area it's uh it's pretty it's definitely yeah it definitely is so our thoughts go out to everybody there absolutely um just so y'all know we're definitely thinking of y'all praying for y'all please be safe and and keep us updated on anything that we can do um you know and some and some good news I hear that Miss Quinn has her first uh dance practice uh, today is that right Yes, dance practice, dance, I don't know what you call it, I don't Craig, know either. but she uh, she has her first dance, and I'm uh, going to take a picture of her, she's in a little uh, pink pink little outfit, I mean, a, uh, sorry, a black outfit, and she got her little dance shoes, uh, so it's going to be, she's going to love it, it's going to be exciting, That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm happy for her. Well, who do we have today, TJ? We have Cecil Solomon, and uh, Cecil's in the... Daytona, Ormond Beach, Volusia Market, and she's been with us for going on two years, starting in uh, February of next year. So she's about a year and three quarters into her um, colonial existence. Uh, and, and Cecil, we are very happy to have you and happy to have you on this podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you very much, guys. It's, uh, it's really an honor and wonderful to be here. Awesome. Well, well, Cecil, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, share your Fusick story for everyone who said I couldn't. Okay. So um, I come from a background of predominantly travel and restaurants. Um, I owned a restaurant and comedy club myself, and then with my husband, uh, owned several restaurants and a large tour company, travel agencies, and so on. Um and we had had those for about 20-some years, and I honestly was really bored with what I had been doing. Um, and I really wanted to do something different. Um, I wanted to do something that really mattered um, in the world, and I wanted to have something really of my own. Um, so I kind of fell into the voluntary benefits business, like most people uh, have, I don't think I haven't met anybody yet that said they were in high school and when they grew up they wanted to be an insurance agent. Um, you just kind of seem to end up here. Um, but I did. 
Uh, I worked for a competitor for about seven years. Um, so I don't really have a, a sales background per se, um, but it turned out that I not only really liked um, this business, but I'm pretty good at it. Um, so my first year, I was um, rookie of the year with the other company. Um, I moved into a sales manager's position and built about an $850,000 uh, ADM unit. Um, and then I moved into a territory instructor role. Um, and I did that for several years before I came to Colonial. So my FUSIC story is really sort of a twofold FUSIC story. Um, so my f the first part of it was that um, in the very beginning, my family was not really completely on board about my decision to go into this business. Um, I, I, they spoke it all, you know, from a place of love, but it was definitely a, are you kidding? Really? You're going to go do that? I mean, you're not a salesperson. You don't know what you're doing. Um, and I know they meant well, um, but I was just sort of bound to determine that I had said I was going to go do this and I was going to have something of my own. And so um, nothing was going to stop me um, from proving my point and from doing it. So I found out after about my first year, um, my CPA called one day and said that we needed to change my incorporation of my agency from an LLC to a corporation. And I asked him, why do we need to do that? And he said, well, we need to do it for taxes. So I said, well, I, explain it to me. Why are we having to do it for taxes? And he said, well, we set you up the way we did in the beginning because we didn't really think you were going to make any money. So we just kind of set it up that way because it was a nice little, you know. And he said, but now you have and you really are. So now we have to really treat this like a real career. So we have to really set this business up like a real business. So <laughs> that was a real thank you vote of confidence. Um, but I guess I was showing them. So yeah, we need to sort of make some adjustments. So that was sort of my first FUSIC um, realization. Um, and then the second piece happened really um, after I had been in the business for many years. So my experience working with the competitor was extremely good training for me. Um, I learned a lot. Um, with that uh, company. I learned a lot of what to do. I learned a lot of what not to do. Um, but it ultimately turned out to not be a good experience uh, towards the end. So being under their wing, so to speak, was not really the right place to be for me. And my last posting with them, um, the experience really kind of shook me all the way to my core. Um, and it made me no longer believe in myself at all. Uh, or that I had the ability to do any of this. I, I really began to feel like everything I had done for the previous seven years was a fluke. Um, so during that time, <clears throat> um, TJ, you and I had been talking back and forth for about a year, um, and you had really shown sort of an unwavering belief in me, even though you didn't really know me very well. Um, and that belief really began to make me start to believe back in myself again, and that maybe I... I did know what I was doing and I really could do this. So when I came to Colonial, um, I really still carried a lot of that self-doubt um, and that thought that maybe this, all of this was just a fluke. Um, but I had a family to support and I really didn't have a choice. Um, I had to just sort of press on. Um, 
So I started a district uh, here in the Daytona Ormond Beach area. Um, and I had a very important, I guess, telling conversation with Josh Nelson one day. He had come to my office and we were working on my business and so on. And he said to me, you know, I feel that your confidence in yourself is about here. And he put his hand about waist high. And he said, but I feel like your confidence in us is right about here. And he put it about knee level. So that was a big wow moment for me. Um, and he was absolutely right. I, I did not necessarily have confidence in anybody or any other business or corporation because of the experience that I had gone through. So that was a real turning point for me. Um, the unwavering belief that I got from everybody that I came in contact with in Colonial, um, but in particular TJ and Josh, really sort of began to help me believe in myself again and concentrate on just moving forward and doing business. So fast forward sort of nine months, um, nine months into my tenure with Colonial, um, and we had, more or less unbeknownst to me, developed a real cancer on my team that had really infected my entire team. Um, so ironically enough, I was at a conflict resolution seminar, and um, when I came home, it all sort of came to a head, and I ended up releasing my entire team. So I cleaned house, all ADMs, ASRs, benefits counselors, everybody was gone. And it was just starting over with just me again. Um, so now my current team has been together for about 10 months, um, and we're doing great. Um, I'm really so proud of all of them and so proud of their development. Um, we hit sales plan first quarter, we hit second quarter in May, we hit third quarter in August. Um, and now we're learning to work with brokers, we're learning to manipulate and navigate our way into and around much larger accounts. Um, so life is good in Daytona Ormond Beach now. That's awesome. Uh, Cecil, can you touch on maybe a few changes that you made so when you first started with Colonial, because I like to say you've been with Colonial Life, you know, it's two stents in a way. You know, your first your first stent where you, had, where you developed some cancers on the team, you, you had to uh, clean house and start over again. What were what were two or three things that you did differently once when you started over again with Colonial than what you did previously? Um, I think much more of a um, probably coaching position. Um, I have been fortunate enough to have um, some wonderful coaching myself from um, the Colonial team and from other professionals that they've put me in contact with that have helped me to, um, I think, communicate my expectations and my vision in a better way. Um, we always sort of laugh that, I mean, when I'll explain something to somebody and I'll, and I'll say, I, I don't understand why you don't understand this. It's perfectly clear. Yep. Um, and I've had to learn that not everybody understands things the same way I understand things. Um, or, people or don't hear things. And, yeah. yeah, and they don't learn things the way that I learn them. So that's been, that's been a shift for me 
is learning to communicate to people in ways that they understand it and not just sort of forging ahead and saying, okay, I've told you exactly what to do. I don't understand why you're not doing it. Yep. So uh, I, every, every one of us has faced that that challenge. And guess what, Cecil? We'll make that mistake again, I promise you. And as you know, so <laughs> yeah. no matter how yeah. good we think we're getting, we'll, we'll do that again. The, the key is how fast can we recover from that mindset and get back into the right mindset. And I think that the, the better you get, the quicker you respond to that. Um, I have two comments one you know a serious comment one's kind of halfway serious depending on your answer um but (laughs) the first one is um isn't it so powerful when the ability to know that someone believes in you before you believe in yourself like that to me is as leaders we have to do that i hate it when i hear a comment says i just want it more than these people do well yeah at the beginning you're you're probably going to want it more than they do because they don't understand exactly and, and how much they're going to get and how much how big this thing can get. They don't understand it. They can't grasp it because they haven't seen it, right? So, yeah, at the beginning, you have to show your team that you believe in them most of the time before they believe in themselves. So um, kudos to TJ and Josh for, for doing that. And I know that you do the same thing now for when you bring somebody onto your team. I can I can tell it in your voice, and I've heard great things about you. Um, so never never forget that is that you you joined Colonial because someone believed in you at a time where maybe you weren't as confident in yourself. And there's a lot of people out there in the same boat that are looking for someone just to believe in them, and, it, and that's really all it takes sometimes to recruit somebody. And um, right. secondly, this is kind of the halfway serious question, depending on your answer. Do you still have the same accountant? <laughs> Actually, I do. He's been the same accountant with me for about twenty-five years. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't do. know if I could. I don't, that'd be tough for me. I'd yeah, be, and the same husband. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I understand <laughs> that. I understand the husband part. That's, but the accountant. I'm sure he's great, but I don't know if I could do that. I don't. If I knew the accountant didn't set it right way, because I would be like going, "Huh, man, what else have you?" You know, I, yeah. I, it would it'd be bothering me, but obviously he seems like he's good. But I would definitely yep. be giving him hell about it every time. You know, <laughs> oh, I do. February yeah. comes up, so uh-huh. that's good. Well, kudos to you. That's a great story. Um, uh, for I mean, just unbelievable how you started over. Um, I know I've started over um, a couple times, and and it felt you know even with this new role, it was kind of like going from. Being one of the top territories, we built it up to, you know, coming into a lot of scratch, building new, and, and sometimes I would forget to continue to paint the vision of where we were going, and, and I know that's hurt me, you know, as, as, a, as an in this role, I had to, for, I forget that other people haven't done it, they haven't seen it, they haven't been a part of the success of a territory, and when that's going on, it makes it easier to recruit. I mean, when stuff is popping, when stuff is happening on your team, and you bring people in there, you can show them this is what's happening right now, and they can see it, and it's tangible. And when you don't have that, you have to paint the vision of where that person's going. And you have to say, hey, this is where we're going to go as a team. This is where you're going. This is what we're going to do together. Um, we're not doing it right now, but I'm, I'm looking for people that are on board with building this vision. Here is my vision. you know, And, and that's the key. And uh, so as you rebuild it up, don't don't lose that because the more people you bring on, the, the easier it's going to get, the more success you have. But just keep doing it, keep doing it, and it gets a lot more fun for sure. That's great. Yeah, we, we spend, and I in particular, spend uh, more focus, more time and more focus on um, the vision and communicating the vision and keeping our eye on the vision and not necessarily 
how much AP are we writing this week? I mean, obviously we have to keep track of that, but that's not the be all end all and our complete and total focus is how much AP we're writing this week. It's where is this agency going and what is the vision that we have as an agency for, for this business and for ourselves and all the members in it. I was at a uh, broker conference in Orlando, I would say about a month ago, when there's this brokerage in the panhandle that's buying up all these agencies. They were predominantly PNC, and now they're buying up um, health, you know, healthcare blocks, medical blocks, and uh, cross-selling each other. They're just exploding, Craig. I think I shared it with uh, the name of it with you. Um, and the CFO, I mean CEO, spoke, and he said, "Because of you, we have this wonderful culture." And he said, "My job as CEO of of this company <clears throat> is to make sure I protect that culture." And I think, Craig, that's sometimes we forget about that. Is and you just, you just made a perfect point. Is that as we get better and grow, and, and we're having wins, and you can people can see it. Sometimes we may do a few things or say a few things that we're not even realizing we're saying. And we expect people just to, because they see it, it's, it's there. Well, you know, we have to, our job is to protect it. And our job is to keep it. If it's going, it takes so long to build up the culture. And our job is to keep it going and protect it. So uh, I, I think it's a, uh, see, so what you've done is uh, always proud from day one. I've always been proud of you, but this is a, you're doing some great things and to just get up and develop it again and, and, and move your family upstate from where you were previously in South Florida, back to Jackson, uh, back to, you know, Ormond beach and develop it up again. It's a, it's phenomenal. Uh, one thing I would say to everybody out there is that, you know, a lot of times, we look at recruiting as, okay, we make one phone call and the person's not interested or we meet them and they're not interested or that we don't even get, get them on the phone and that's it and we go on and get another resume. Uh, you know, Cecil and others, some of our best people we brought on board have come from multiple follow-ups. You know, we have someone in Central Florida, Craig, that you started talking with uh, a year and a half ago. Yep. And he's finally on board with us now. You know, awesome. little things like that, that we have to make sure that we are, we are following up with people because the best ones usually are not, not looking for a job. The best ones we have to, we have to, uh, in time, persuade them that there's uh, better things out there. Absolutely. So. Yep. 100% agree. Well, see, so we always ask this question, um, so I want to get to it for sure. And I'm very excited to hear your answers. I think it's going to be awesome. But if you could go back and give the 22-year-old Cecil a one, you know, one piece of advice, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, it would be to have an unwavering belief in yourself, to just completely and wholly believe that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, and just put your mind to it and to never look to anybody else um, for your happiness, your fulfillment, your security, your personal reinforcement or anything else. To live a fully sustained life 
And then you have a true foundation to build a life on and to share it with other people. Love it. I love wow. that. That's good. So how do you do that? How do you do that, Cecil? So if someone, it's, it's easy to say, I want an unwavering belief in myself. and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to wake up and be happy. But how, what, what are a few things that you are doing that the listeners can, uh, can take and, and run with? I mean, for me, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to get too hoi, but it's just to have a belief in a, in a higher power and that all of this is working out exactly the way that it's supposed to work out. And don't, don't sit around and natter in your head and worry about all little details. Just know that it's all going to work out and you just go out there and do all of the things that you know you should be doing and that are required to get the results that you want to reach out for help to other people to ask when you need help to admit um, when you need help um, and then just to follow that plan and just I think it's a decision like waking up every morning and deciding that I'm going to be happy today and I'm going to have a good day instead of waking up and saying geez I wonder if I'm going to be happy today or not let's see what's going on in the world just wake up and say I'm awake I'm alive I'm lucky I'm going to have a wonderful day and go at the world from that point of view. I think it's having that same point of view that knowing in yourself that you have the ability to learn and to adapt and to change and to modify. Um, and then just moving forward from that, I just having that. that unwavering belief and, and reaching out when you need it. No, and I, you know, that's, it's so true. And you know, even that you can say, right. But for me, putting reminders in my phone, is what's helped me stay on that path. So like for, so at 7am every morning I get a reminder in my phone that says, give it all up to God. And it says Philippians two fourteen, and Proverbs eighteen twelve. you know? And then I, at, at eight o'clock I get John three sixteen for, you know, and then, um, at nine 30, I, I have one that pops up and says, ask, don't tell. Which kind of goes back to your other point of I'm told you how to do this, right? How do you not well, know how I to do to, it, right? <laughs> I have to have that reminder, yes. So ask, don't tell, you know, ask questions until they figure it out for themselves because that's something I've always tried to grow with and continue to do that. And then this is so funny, Cecil goes right in line with what you are. At 11 a.m., I have one that's in all caps and it says, Belief starts and ends with you. And it's got a bunch of exclamation points. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then at four o'clock, it has one because usually about four o'clock something has happened in the day something i have to make a decision to be proud or not you know or something like that right something's Mm going to test my my pride and it says pride comes before disaster but humility comes before respect and those are in my phone every single day you know seven days a week and it happens every day so i get those reminders throughout and now it just becomes a habit right and it becomes a habit of starting your day off with that mindset because that's what i believe you should and ending your day with that mindset before you go back home, before you walk in that door when you get home to your family, ending that day of saying, okay, here's I'm going to walk in, everything's good, pride comes for disaster, humility comes for respect, put a smile on your face no matter what, it's a great day or not so great, it's all going to be okay, the sun's going to come up tomorrow, right? But having that discipline for me of putting it in my phone and reminding me to start off your day by giving it all up to God, trusting this plan... Work hard, belief starts and ends with you, ask, don't tell. Those are things that pop up on my phone every day. So it's it's so funny how in line we are 
with kind of the struggles that you've had, struggles that I've had, and how we need those reminders to continue to do that moving forward. Constantly. The more people you, the more struggles you go through, the more people you will impact. So that's the, that's the beauty of what we do. That's right. Awesome. Well, great job, hey, Cecil. Uh, Much appreciated. Good job, Cecil. Hey, hey, Craig. Uh, um, so Cecil took a class, or it was more of a phone conversations with, I believe her name was Sarah. Yes, Sarah. That, and who's a part of Kathleen Jake's uh, leadership. Oh, that's awesome, folks. Yeah. So there's a, awesome. there's a lot of good stuff, man. I love um, you, Kathleen. I, yep, Kathleen's awesome. We think she listens. Yeah, we had her call yesterday. We'll see if she listened or not. Kathleen, if you're listening, shoot us, <laughs> shoot us a note that you listen to this. We'll see if she does. All right, guys. Appreciate everybody listening. Cecil, thank you. Um, thank you for your time. You did a great job. And yep. hope everybody has a great week. And we'll talk to you all next week. Love you all. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't. <laughs>